Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Bold Sports. Uh, Matt made out of work at some point in time this evening, a little bit ago, and was evening to... generous. Yeah, evening's generous. It's, it's two in the morning. It, okay, yeah, it's ten to two a.m. This Whatever. is this is bold sports after hours, folks. Bold sports after hours. You know what? I, and last week I had the work schedule that fucked me over from recording until Thursday night. We're at mm-hmm. least doing this on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Last week it was a Thursday night, Friday yeah. morning. Uh, you know, can't, these... can't record tomorrow because I got go downtown. Gotta go downtown. downtown. That oh my god, and that takes all day. Yeah, right. Especially depending on what you have to do, and that's your business. You take care of it. I'm just dropping and driving, but dropping and driving. That's an hour right Jumping, there. Jumping, driving. <laughs> nice, um, Matt. How's your? Uh, I know you're coming off a. You're, you're literally coming off of a eight hour stretch at work. Pretty much, yeah. So I'm buzzing, man. But uh, I had to drink a pot of tea to get through the. Uh, Sports Jeopardy. Get through Sports Jeopardy. Yeah. I, if you saw our tweet on on the uh, Bold Sports Twitter page, mm. uh, I mentioned, hey, you know, watch the Sports Jeopardy and whatnot. <laughs> Glad it's over. Matt can come record now. I'm just like <laughs> a little kid, man. Like, all I did all day was, like, eat chicken nuggets and drink Coke. <laughs> and then, like, once I realized that, like, I needed help getting through work, I was like, I'll, up- I'll upgrade it to something healthy, like, three cups of tea. Was it at least English breakfast or Earl Grey? Um, I like Darjeeling. Okay. I get the Darjeeling. I go up to Peter Land on the boulevard, and you just get the loose tea. You, you get, like, it's like loose three quarters tea. of yeah, a pound yeah. of loose tea for, like, $12, yeah, and I, it, it lasts me, like, three months. That's awesome. It's a good deal. Like, I, I've only been through, like, five or six of them since I started working from home, like, over an hour or over a year ago. And the worst part about working in an office is that, like, the tea and coffee kind of sucks. Water's never hot enough. You or know, cold there's enough. no creamer. Or if there is creamer, it's someone else's, and you got to deal with the guilt of stealing it, and also you don't know how old it is. You know what though? But if somebody comes in with some like really good flavored creamer, mm-hmm. it's their fault. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. don't come in here with like hazelnut vanilla, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, and don't don't have like a special mug unless like it's got your kids on it, and it's real obvious to me that it's like your mug. Right, you know, if it's just like a regular mug, and it looks if like it just every other says, mug. if it just says the Steelers are awesome, guess what? I'm using it because they are. There's a lot of people who share that sentiment. That I could know be, that that mug could belong to anyone. Exactly. I don't know, Matt. I uh, my sports week was good. I worked a lot of it, uh, whatnot. I actually had today off, and I mm-hmm. actually have tomorrow, which is today at this point. Whatever, I I, I roll in. I roll in when I go to sleep, and when I wake up is what day it is. Right. Yeah. So, I had yesterday off. I have tomorrow off, and um, I've enjoyed two days off in a row in like a month. I don't know how that works, but uh, it's awesome. I did uh, make a stop and get two dozen golf balls. I saw that you showed me that. Yeah, I did because you know what? Um, it, for those of you that are golfers or anything like that, right now is the week. To go to Dick's or Golf Galaxy, which is owned by Dick's, but they're having their golf sale. They're having their their big, huge sales. I mean, I got um, we had our Dick's points with uh, thirteen dollars off that we've earned in Dick's points in mm-hmm. the last six months, and um, 
Plus, they were on sale, so I got two golf ball, two dozen Bridgestone six golf balls for thirty five dollars. Awesome! That's so, like a round and a half of balls <laughs> for my cast. <laughs> Poor me, man. Like we don't have to throw that under the bus. I'm right here. Shit, man. I love Chartier's Creek. Uh, well, I'm really, yeah. I'm really, I'm really just a hydrologist with like a golf hobby. <laughs> but no, uh, so yeah. I, this week, I mean, it was kind of it was kind of dry midweek weekend. Last weekend was awesome with uh, the Elite Eight games. Oh, you mean dry in terms of sports? Yeah, because I've been shoveling snow and wringing we out my socks snow for this the week. past week. We didn't have snow this we week. We had snow last week. Last I still week have we some. Last I still got to look at it. Last week we did. Yeah, I got like the last snow pile in Brooklyn. But, in but we had like the Elite Eight uh, last weekend and so forth. Uh, some so good games, uh, some, some games I completely forgot about, you know, like I worked Friday, I worked Friday, Saturday and Sunday, forgot so to watch basketball. I, I had it on at work, but didn't really have time to watch it. Saturday, I, or was it Saturday? You know what, I, I, it was I, Sunday, I, I got Fiori's and like they had the, the, uh, Duke game on at Fiori's and I, I was like, I didn't know the game started this early. I thought they were going to be night games on Sunday. I feel gypped as a bartender. I didn't have time to watch sports. But that just means I was busy and made money, so I'm okay with that. Other people were watching sports, and that's how you get paid. Correct. You know? That is true. It's like Friday night, I didn't have time to go out and get hammered, because like other people were doing that, and they needed a ride home. Hey. You know? Take that lift. I'm finally learning how to cash in on on all the vices that like other people cost have. me so much money over the years. <laughs> Maybe I'll break even if I can like, you know, keep my license good until my 80s. I think after $65 to your licenses. Well, just saying. It's cool. You got a while yet. You got a while yet. Um, but no, uh, so Sports Week, yeah, it was kind of slow. I mean, the Pens played. They had a they had a, they had a, a Sunday's game against Philadelphia. Uh, wild affair. Very wild affair. And they let up, they let up a point. And they let Philly tie with 42 seconds left in the third. They let Philly tie. They gave Philly a point instead of just winning that game straight out and taking two points and giving Philly none. The Pens ended up with the two points in that game uh, with the win in overtime. But I'm more worried about the the extra point. total number of goals that they gave up. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the point matters at this time of the year, but like if the Pens are going to have a problem in the playoffs... You know, is is it a bigger problem to give up a goal late, or is it a bigger problem to give up four goals in a game, period? Like, I'd rather they, like, go from, like, 2-1 to 2-2 yeah. in the last minute. Then, then go... Then, like, beat the team 5-4. to four. Correct. Uh, Loser points. We're, we're, we'll talk pens towards the end like we normally do, so we're going to start off... Matt, I'm, I'm sure you probably have a little more insight on this than I do. Uh, the Riverhounds home, uh, the Riverhounds season opener was in Nashville. They yeah, end, I watched it. They end that game, uh, I guess, in soccer terms. That's nil nil. Nil nil. A nil nil draw. Nil nil draw. Uh, in soccer terms, that was sometimes in, known as a bore draw. So, did they actually play that game in Titan Stadium? They did. They did. And was I saw, it? I saw some shots, and like the the upper deck was vacant. Okay, but the lower bowl presumably is bigger than whatever. Well, there's soccer stadium well, Nashville there, has. Well, there's three decks in Titan. I've been in Titan Stadium. Okay, okay, there's three decks in Titan Stadium. It's called like Nissan Stadium now. Yeah, I think they changed the 
yeah. naming rights since uh, the, the last la- time the Steelers played there. Well, the last time I was there was 2001 with in the playoff game with all that field goal bullshit. Yeah. Oh, the Nedney game. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I was at that game. That was one of the best nights at the bar. Because it was, it was, I was in Nashville for that. I was in a bar in <laughs> Pittsburgh with like a bunch of like old timers who had been through the seventies, and I was just like, I was like despondent. I had like, I had like drunk old plumbers like patting me on the back, like telling me it was going to be okay, because I was just like, damn it, they're never going to do it. <laughs> they're yeah. like, don't say that. Yeah, I was at that game. I was at that game in Nashville uh, with a couple buddies of mine. Uh, you know, that, I, but I've been in that stadium. And it's it's a three tiered stadium and mm. not like three tiered like Heinz Field is where it has the lower and then the club level and then the boxes. It's really like a tier, the boxes, a tier, and then the upper bowl. Okay. And then the upper top. So well, from the pictures I saw online it looked like uh you know, pretty empty in the upper bowl, but the lower levels have more seating available than the stadium where Nashville will play their home games, so be, this being their first ever official game as a new franchise, you know, they needed a bigger venue, and um, they retreated to a nil-nil draw. Um, I did think that the Riverhounds had definitely the better of the possession and scoring chances, especially in the second half. Um, I saw a stat that I, I don't remember, but Nashville was really bad at passing. So it's really hard to possess in soccer when you can't complete a pass to someone else, because it's... You know, it's not as easy. It's not as easy to like wrap up the ball and possess it. If you're and just again, I convert you know. soccer and hockey right. together, which yeah. they have similar rules and similar tactics. Again, completely different games, but they mm. have similar rules and similar tactics. Uh, and everybody that talks to me about soccer says you love hockey, right? I'm like, yeah. Like, well, convert it to this, and this is what this is, and this is what that is, and it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, for that much. But also, the Riverhounds, uh, this weekend, Saturday the 31st, have their home opener against the Harrisburg City Islanders. I, I want to know where you got that detail, because they're not called the Harrisburg City Islanders anymore. They're Penn FC. They rebranded like their entire team this year. But I want I want to know who's out there still calling them that, because like we're going to go with that. <laughs> Like ever since the ever since they rebranded, like all of like Pittsburgh soccer Twitter has just been making fun of their lame new logo and their stupid new name, and like you don't even know what city they're from because they're just called Penn, and um, yeah, they're the City Islanders, okay? Um, and I can, I can still call the Ravens the Browns if I want to because they I mean, really I mean, are the I mean, Browns. I mean, I think that was the Riverhouse website. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Keep trolling. That I pulled that up off of? Stats this year, no goals, one troll. So far, it's a good season. So uh, one one point for a tie, three points for a now, So now this is Penn, the the Penn FC, the Penn Football Club. Yes, they are from Harrisburg. Okay, so they're no longer the Harrisburg City Islanders. So it's kind of like, like, because they... their stadium's on City Island, okay, in the middle of the Susquehanna. Yeah, that's next to Three Mile Island. Mm. And yeah. it was always confusing. Like, are they Harrisburg City, like a soccer team? Like always, you know, like Manchester City, and then the Islanders, or are they just Harrisburg and then the City Islanders? And like, now there's nothing to ponder. Now they're just Penn. Well, lame. Penn... Hope we beat them. You know, that, and we'll find out. I think that's a seven thirty kickoff. 
7, 7 30. 7, 7.30 kickoff at Highmark Stadium there on the South Shore. South Shore. In Station Square uh, this Saturday. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Tickets are relatively very inexpensive. I mm -hmm. think you could take a family of four there for ticket prices, probably under $40 for a family of four for tickets. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, and then, um, you know, and then you got nachos and hot dogs and whatnot. I mean, yeah, there's a pub down at the end. Yeah, there's a pub down the end. Uh, we talked about the pub because of Central Catholic High School, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's not know, the only reason well, we love pub. Well, we can always talk about the pub because we love beer. Um, it's a nice pub. They got a lot of cool soccer memorabilia in there, flags, pennants from different teams, you know, European that, uh, teams. P Pittsburgh Spirit? They have Pittsburgh Spirit oh, stuff? They have all kinds of Pittsburgh Spirit stuff, sure. You know, like framed jerseys. Uh, I think they have like a Stan Terlecki jersey in a frame. Um yeah, there's there's like good good stuff about the history of you know Pittsburgh soccer, but also it's just I just love looking at like team logos just in general. Right. And on. there's so many soccer teams. Like if you if you get bored of like looking at every NFL logo and like even like you're a little bit sick of looking at college logos and you're just into like design and that sort of thing, like go check out some soccer logos. There's there's so many cool elements in soccer logos. It's like half the fun of being a soccer fan, and that's like part of like these these American teams that do the rebranding is like, how can we make our logo like more like a European logo and less like some cornball, like roller hockey team from the nineties. Well, that's where a lot of the, the teams are, are the, you know, football club or, um, what's the other one that's big European. It's not, it's not football club, but the, uh, um, well, there's all kinds. I mean, like, like United, United, yeah. United city, United, Albion, uh, Real, if you're in Spain, that means royal, by the way. Yeah. Which means Real Salt Lake makes absolutely no sense because Utah was never governed by a monarchy. Mm. Even, not even during the Brigham Young days. Mm, yeah. But anyway, so that's soccer. So we got a game on Saturday, and uh, let's get a goal at least. Yeah, get a goal. Get a goal. Get it going. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll keep tabs with the Riverhounds. We'll probably get down to a game down there. Because something tells me they're going to be a lot more exciting than what we're going to talk about next. Mm. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, and after you folks hear this podcast, uh, opening day of baseball has already happened after you hear this. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow, Thursday, the 29th, is the opening day of baseball. Uh, the Pirates are actually starting off the season in Detroit. Playing the Tigers. Uh, we have Yvonne Novas taking the hill uh, for the opening game. Uh, that's going to be a 105 game. And then, of course, Major League Baseball tradition, they give the next day off mm. uh, in case of a rainout, a snowout, some weather emergency, or whatnot, especially with the Northern teams. And then they play Detroit on Saturday and Sunday. All three games against Detroit are afternoon games. Mm -hmm. And then they come back to Pittsburgh and open up in Pittsburgh uh, at 105. So their first four games of the season are afternoon games. I mean, they have to. It's um, it's early in the season. I was, I, was listening, I was listening to a show this afternoon, and they're talking about opening day. And they, baseball tries. They do try to not have openers in, in the northern cities. But it's just too hard with the schedule. Like it's just—it is. It's a long season, and there's a lot of teams, and they just—they can't work it out. But ideally, like you'd only want like Milwaukee 
like hosting a, an opening weekend game, you know, because they got the roof. Like, you know, Pirates, Detroit, Cleveland, they should all get to play in the South for, like, the first series. Well, it's like uh, Boston, they, they actually open up with Tampa Bay mm-hmm. in Florida. Yeah. So I don't think Boston even left the state of Florida, you know, because a lot of teams pack a couple days and they head north or yeah. head to their respective city. I don't even think Boston left Florida. They're like, why are we going to go to Boston for two days and turn around and come back to Florida? Right, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. They wouldn't um, even be able to find a place to park in that time. You know, thing. the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays. Um, I believe that's in Toronto. They have a dome mm-hmm. uh, and so forth. Uh, Pirates this season, I, I did watch some. I watched more preseason baseball than you did. You did, man, and I got, uh, I got a story about that, but go on. Go ahead, speak on it. No, I'm just saying, like, I really was very, like, opposed to following preseason baseball at all. But there's, like, something about the day before opening day where, like, it all just, like, I, I couldn't stop thinking about baseball today. Like, I know. I was, I was walking down, like, the dairy aisle at the store thinking, like, man, like, I can't wait to, like, you know, have a hot dog and some baseball on TV and, like. You know, it's well, coming. Well, you know, we're going like to have hot dogs. by a whole focus on like, what I want to yeah. shop for. We're going to have hot dogs on our own grills and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm Grilled even, hot dogs are better than the dirty water dogs they serve at the stadium. Correct. And I'm also about, I'll go down to tailgate. We Matt and I talked about this. We'll go down to tailgate. We'll go down and hang out. Mm-hmm. And we'll go bar hop and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, just not going into the game. Um, you know, I was, uh, look at the angry fans Twitter feed. Mm. about the Washington Wild things. Oh, yeah. You know what? I mean, that might not be a bad 40-minute ride, you know. I I don't even think it's 40 minutes. Oh, oh, yeah, it can be. I mean... It can be. Yeah, it can be. And then when you get down to that damn split where, like, you're on, like, 79 (laughs) and 70 for a minute, but then you're not on... Oh, man. Yeah. I mean... It could be a 40-minute drive, or you could end up in freaking wheeling... And like wondering what the hell happened. Uh, at least, and then you go to the Philly Corral. At least, really has uh, well, Philly Corral's been closed for years. Whatever, man, shut up. At least, really, all has the strip clubs that existed when I was like reading the sports pages in the early nineties <laughs> still exist. Don't uh, tell me otherwise. But at least, Wheeling has a casino. Yeah, Wheeling does have a casino. So that is awesome. But no, um, there's a uh, lot of notables going on for um, the only day of baseball. We're gonna give you a quick rundown, real quick, because. Hey Siri, who plays opening day of baseball tomorrow? Did you mean March 29th, Thursday, or March 30th? March Friday? March 29th, Thursday. There are 15 MLB games today. 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 Oh my hey God. Siri, stop. Siri, calm down. Hey Siri, what Siri. 15 games are played today? I have results from multiple leagues. Oh, God. How many leagues? Baseball. Basketball. Baseball. Golf. Cricket. Soccer. Or tennis. Baseball series. There are 15 MLB games today. The Cubs face the Marlins at 12.40 p.m. Man, she's good. The take on the Mets at 1.10 p.m. The Pirates meet the Tigers at 1.10 p.m. The Twins play the Orioles at 3.05 p.m. The Astros battle the Rangers at 3.35 p.m. Do you want to hear the next five games? No, Siri, we're good. Thanks for the first ten. So we're gonna be out of a job <laughs> soon, bro. <laughs> I, I know, right? It's like um, at Simpsons where they have the, the the like DJ bot 
And it's like, what about those clowns in Congress? What a bunch of clowns. Now, I hope that Siri got picked up on, on the microphone here. Um, because, yeah, I, I, Amanda, our lovely editor and so forth, and also my lovely girlfriend, um, she may or may not work for Apple and mm. came home with a HomePod. Hmm. So we now have a... So she, she does work for Apple, is what you're saying. <laughs> she, yes. Or she stole it. <laughs> she works for Apple. And she, she hit me up and said, hey, um, I'm bringing home a HomePod. I'm like, all right, cool. Nice. Got a really good deal on it. Can't complain. Um, thanks, Apple. Well, um, during the pen segment, I want to ask, or I want you to ask Siri, like, what is Sidney Crosby's Corsi score? Uh, for see, the, the for the past is, three weeks. See, the problem is, is Siri is not connected like that, like Alexa is. She doesn't do analytics. No, she doesn't. Uh, uh, Siri does does certain stuff, but mm. she's not like Alexa. Yeah. Um, so Siri's yeah. good. Siri's good for like showing you reviews of a restaurant when you all you want is to call that restaurant. You know, and, and yeah, but I can get all the games that are being played. Mm. And what time they are, yeah. and who's playing. Now I don't know if I can get starting pitchers or not. I haven't tried that yet. But speaking of starting pitchers, the game I'm looking at right now is the Rangers and the Astros. You got Cole Hamels going against Verlander. Um, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one to watch, and that is live on ESPN tomorrow. Nice. Uh, I believe ESPN showing baseball um, pretty much all day. Ought to be. I mean, for me, like, by the time I get home from recording this and, like, get to bed, you know, it's going to be, like, I'm going to have to set an alarm to make it up in time for the first game. What time do you actually have to be work tomorrow? 6.30. Which, you don't have to be at work. But when I sit down, and I looked at this, when I, when I sit down All right. to do my work for the evening, I will be able to watch Andrew McCutcheon's first plate appearance as a San Francisco Giant. There you go. Because I unlocked my free subscription... To MLB.tv. Nice. Thanks to T-Mobile, official wireless provider of Major League Baseball. Go T-Mobile. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> so, I'm looking at the guide right here. I got uh, on ESPN tomorrow at 12.30, we got the Chicago Cubs, the Marlins. Two, uh, 3.30 is the Astros, the Rangers, which is the game I'm looking at to watch. Um, that's not the Pirate game. Uh, 7 o'clock, I got San Francisco at the Dodgers. I'll probably watch that as well. 10 o'clock is the late game. Is Cleveland at the Mariners. I'm going to try hard to get into the Mariners this year. Now, of course, I'm going to watch the Pirate-Detroit game. That's at 1 o'clock. Uh, you know, that will be on uh, AT&T Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. Uh, other some notables. So, the Bo Sox, my other favorite team. Um, they're starting Chris Sale uh, this week. Uh, actually, you know, tomorrow. Against um, Tampa Bay. He did have a scare... In his late spring training season, he had a, uh, a line drive comebacker. Ooh. And it kind of shook him up a little bit and so forth. Um, they pulled him from the game instantly. He did not have concussion issues. He didn't have a broken finger, a bone, a bruise. Uh, well, but they good. pulled him. They, they gave him a scare. They thought he maybe pulled a hamstring because the way he gyrated off the mound trying to mm. dodge the comebacker. Uh, but he's starting tomorrow, so that's good for the Red Sox. Uh, and then you have the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Um, that's a divisional game there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, the Blue Jays were up in the mix until the very end. Uh, you know, I was thinking, Steve, like a good, a good way to like 
sort of create some dramatic tension on the on the show for the baseball season. What if I became a Yankees fan? Oh shit. <clears throat> I will. We could just argue. We could just argue like a couple of like East Coast assholes for like an hour and a half about the Yankees and Red Sox. We already have one Yankees fan in our in our right, and that's the best part. Like I can do research by just hanging out with Chris for like for like three weeks, and you know if I'm still alive at the end of those three weeks, see, I'll be a pretty pretty solid Yankee. Okay, okay. See, here's the deal with the Yankees and Steve. Is I'm a Red Sox fan. I've been a Red Sox fan since I was a little kid growing up in Pittsburgh in 1984. I kind of like started following the Red Sox because the we didn't have an AL team to follow, and you can't like anything from Cleveland. Mm. The only thing Baltimore had go for him was Cal Ripken Jr. I didn't like the Evil Empire of the Yankees. I wore number nine as a kid for three reasons, which was Bill Mazeroski, Roy Hobbs, who's a fictional character, <laughs> and you know Teddy Baseball. There you go. So, honestly, and as I got and as I got older, and whatnot, I started looking into the Yankees. Is the history of the Yankees is fucking amazing? Yeah. Um, I pretty much don't like the Steinbrenner era. Mm. So what's that? Nineteen seventy four. Something like that. To current. (laughs) I mean, they did most of their damage before that. I mean. When they would win the World Series like every other year, right? From like nineteen twenty something to nineteen sixty, when they didn't win it. Yeah, yeah, right. Murderers Row and all oh, that. Oh yeah, Murder, and Murderers yeah. Row. Um, you know, I, I mean, shit. Uh, Babe Ruth, Roger Maris. Okay, you want to talk about Yogi Berra? Yogi fucking Berra. He had ten World Series rings as a player, mm. and then he had another five more. As a coach or an a assistant or a scout or something with the organization. I mean, that dude had 10 rings as a player. It's a lot of jewels, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, who else can say they have 10 rings as a player? I mean. Not Brady. Not Brady. Jordan can't. Nope. Uh, you know. I don't know if they do rings in soccer, but like some of those Man United guys yeah. probably have something like ten trophies. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't know if they do rings in soccer either. But but no, I mean seriously, in the in the four major sports, ten rings as a player. I mean, the most in the NFL is five, and that's Charles Haley and Brady. Mm-hmm. And Charles Brady has it with one team. Charles Haley has five with two teams. Two very good teams. Two very, very I good mean, teams. I mean, if you're going to be a free agent, like, <laughs> in that era, like, switching from, like, San Francisco to Dallas or vice versa, like, you yeah. pretty much guarantee yourself, you know, at <laughs> least a spot in the NFC title game every year. Yeah, pretty much. So. Brady has five ranks with one team. Um, still too many, but. Yeah, still way too many for know. Pittsburgh fans. Uh, NHL. I think what's the most in the NHL as a player is at four. If you're on the Islanders or the or the Edmonton Oilers for, I'd have to look that up because like during the original six well, era, but the original six, I mean, yeah, Montreal, and those guys like played like yeah, you Mont- know, if you played twenty years during that era, like even 
Yeah, I mean, you want to go? You want to go back to that era? Sure. I mean, just based purely um, on probability, like take out any sort of like analytics of like what teams are actually good in any given year. Like the the odds are you're going to win a ring every six years just because I, yeah, there's I only mean, six I mean, teams. I mean, I mean, I mean, Montreal has some really ridiculous number of Stanley Cups. Yeah, it's like in the 30s. I think. You know. Yeah. Um, but again, they were in the original six, and mm. they, I mean, I think they won the cup for like seven years straight at one point. Uh, but yeah. I mean, so, yeah, my hatred for the Yankees is Steinbrenner era, and yeah, I, I uh, started following the Red Sox as a kid about 1984. So, I started hating the Yankees because I felt they were emblematic of what's wrong with baseball in terms of the economics, but there are other teams that spend more than the Yankees. Dodgers. Red Sox. Red Sox. Cubs. Uh... <laughs> See, there's three. Um, Even the Royals win the World Series. Like it's well, the Royals snuck in and won a World Series. They snuck in and won a World Series because they did what the Pirates couldn't do. So, like, I'm not. It's not fair to be mad at the Yankees for that. I mean, I mean, the whole system is out of whack. You know. You know, you put a salary cap on baseball. Watch that shit happen. It it probably won't. It probably won't. But you know. You put a salary cap in baseball, then you won't have small market teams like the Pirates get investigated for misappropriation of funds. But hey, uh, well, they'll figure something <laughs> else out to investigate. True. You know, and then you don't have teams like you know. And honestly, and I've talked with our friend Chris over this is the Yankees did it through drafting and the farm system and so forth. Did they add a piece here or there and paid an exorbitant amount of money for that piece? Right, yeah. Yes, they did. But for the most part, that whole 90s, 2000s, early 2000s Yankees team, basically Derek Jeter, uh, you know, that team was, you know, all built. Jorge Posada, Jeter, uh, Mariano Rivera, you know, those were mainstays. But that whole that whole team was built through through drafting and through the minors and so forth. It wasn't, it wasn't like they went out like the 97 Marlins. And bought a World Series. Yeah, <laughs> which, very, which can be done. Because which can no be done because there's no salary cap. But also, we saw what happened with the Miami, Miami Heat the first year that LeBron James went to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And it was you know LeBron James, D Wade, and Chris Bosh. They went to the finals the first year, but they lost. Yeah, didn't they get screwed though? Eh, I was that, was that the Dallas? That was Dallas. Yeah, was that the, was that the year with with like the terrible officiating or was that I don't follow no 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 I'm sorry that was that was D Wade's title no 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 no. without LeBron D Wade's title without LeBron was with Shaq Shaq went to Miami Mm -hmm. that was like some of the worst officiating that was some of the worst and and even for the NBA he won yeah but yeah anyway enough about basketball like you got a a World Series matchup you want to make a preseason World Series pick why the hell not? Oh, preseason World Series pick. You don't have to pick the winner. Just give me two teams, preferably from one from the American and one from the National League. Oh, that's how this works, right? I don't think they changed that yet, man. No, man. they haven't changed that yet. Yet. Um. Mm. Ah, two World Series teams preseason. Just looking in. I'm looking at. Um, you know what? Huh. 
I want to say Houston, L.A. again. Houston, L.A.? Okay. I want to say Houston, L.A. As a realist, as a fan, I want to say Boston and L.A. Okay. I like your Houston pick. That's where I was going to. Um, I think they can go ahead and get back to the World Series. Yeah, they can get back to the World Series, and I'm going to go and put them up against the Nationals. You know, the Nats are not a bad pick. I think, it's, I think their bullpen's still shaky, but you know maybe, maybe they can add a piece or two between now and the postseason. Um, I think they got a good path through their division. Sorry to say, Mike Hess, but uh, I yeah. think that the Nats are the best team in the National League East. And yes, yeah, Steve, you know, write this down. All write right, it down, Matt. I don't care. If I'm wrong, I mean, you know, you won't you won't remember if I don't write it down because it's Matt. It's not for like eight months. Nats versus Astros. Astros. Steve going Astros versus Dodgers. We'll see how that goes. That's the actual pick. That's not with the heart pick. That's the brain pick right there. All right, now pick how many wins the Pirates get. Oh, shit. Uh, pirate wins. <laughs> you go, Matt. I'm going 75. Oh. You know what? I think it's going to be a little more than Philly last year. Matt's going 75. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with 67. Whoa. You're talking about how they have basically the same team they had last year, offensively anyway, and you're going to downgrade them that many? Taking Kutch out of the mix. Really? Yep. No, no, like, Corey Dickerson bridge to the future? Nope. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you need to be more optimistic about the Pirates at this point, but we'll see what happens. I'm going 67 wins. All Last right. year, I think Philly ended with 53, so I'd say I'm going yeah, They were, like, world historically bad. Like, I yeah. don't think this is going to be the worst Pirates team ever. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Listen to these uh, events from Sorgatron Media coming up, and we'll be back at you in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, we're back. And uh, time to talk a little pit basketball. Nice little crack of the beer there. I like that. I'm getting into it, man. Getting into it. Matt just got off work. He's like, shit, I need a beer. So, yeah, we got that. That's how I feel. Pit basketball. New coach. New coach. It was, a, it was an entertaining search. It was an entertaining search because, you know what, Dan Hurley uh, was offered a job at Pitt. He was also offered a job at UConn. The UConn job offered him less money and a year less than Pitt offered him. Uh, I think Pitt offered Dan Hurley seven years, and I don't know the whole money deal. Uh, and UConn offered him five, and I also don't know the whole money deal, but I do know it was less. And I don't think anybody knew the actual dollar amount uh, from what I've seen reported around. Uh, Dan Hurley did take UConn and passed on Pitt. Yeah. 
No Not problem. Not a huge surprise. Um, Dan Hurley's an East Coast guy. Right. And Pitt's in the ACC, but Pittsburgh's not an East Coast town. So you got that. Um, you've got the fact that Connecticut, I mean, the American Conference is a weaker conference than the ACC, but if you're going to dominate your conference, like, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. I mean, you're going to get into the tournament. Correct. So if, if Connecticut wins the American Conference tournament, which, what, who was in the final of that this year? Like, Wichita uh, and Houston? Yeah. So be better than Wichita and Houston. And you're in. Like, Wichita and Houston were in the field of 64. Correct. So, you you could very easily be in the tournament next year with Connecticut. Um, you know, he's probably got better recruiting contacts in that area because he was coaching in Rhode Island. That um, is true. You know, he's probably... he's probably st- He can steal players from the ACC because of who he is. Because he's a Hurley. Um, and there's also, like... You know, Pitt's also got. He's a, the lesser known Hurley, though. Oh, I mean, he. I think he's a better coaching Hurley. Hmm. Bobby's at where Arizona State. I think so. Yeah, I think he's at Arizona State. Okay. But Bobby's better known because of his time at Duke mm-hmm. and the Christian Leitner and all that yeah. in the early '90s and so forth. Um, so Pitt goes ahead and hires a guy from Duke, Jason Capel. Jason Capel. A uh, seven-year deal to build the program. He was the head coach at Virginia Commonwealth, otherwise known as VCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the head coach at Oklahoma. He was fired from Oklahoma after an assistant was investigated for improper actions. Um, he said he was kind of rocked by the situation about that and kind of like sat dormant for a little bit. And then Coach K called him up and said, hey, mm-hmm. you want to come be an assistant for me? And he's like, you know, Coach K called. You yeah. go. Well, yeah, you go. I mean, he played. He played for Coach K. Um, you know, he's like Coach K's top lieutenant when when Coach K has his back surgery or his you know recurring back issues. You know, Capel coaches. Um, Correct. So a lot of people were saying he's the heir apparent to Mike Shashevsky at Duke, but God only knows when that guy's going to retire. Um, I mean, when they take him off the court in a stretcher. Right, he's still, I mean, his back might hurt every once in a while, but his mind is still there, and he's still Mike Krzyzewski, so he can recruit. And he doesn't look like he's in his and 70s. He, he doesn't. He doesn't look a damn day different than when he's, I first found out about Duke basketball back in the early 90s, when they had Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner. Yeah, and we both looked this up not too long ago. Coach K's been at Duke since, like, 1982. Yeah, that's... So, I mean... Which is crazy uh, when it he comes down. He must really like barbecue. Yeah, North Carolina barbecue and the vinegary. I don't know. Um, We're gonna have to do like a whole separate segment <laughs> on barbecue. I got a guy for that. Yeah, I got a guy. It's Dude, Doug Durda, Yins love barbecue. Oh, yeah. Okay, he, so he's I, my guy. I got this map for Christmas from Julia's parents because the last time we were down there, like they wanted to take us out for lunch, and I was like. Well, there's these, like, barbecue places, like, down in, like, you know, like, backcountry little sheds that I wanted to check out. And there was, like, one that was, like, kind of near Chapel Hill where they live. And it was, like, on the list of, like, the top, like, ten in North Carolina. So we went there. And they're like, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot more places than those ten. So they got me this map. And I love maps. And I love barbecue. So now I can just, like, stare at a map of barbecue and, like, plot my journey. And I'm, I'm, like, so looking forward to it. But, um, 
if you're from if you're coming from Duke to coach in Pittsburgh, like, mm, good luck. Well, there's some good barbecue around Pittsburgh. Some good uh, there's some good barbecue around Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh barbecue um, is not the same as Carolina barbecue. It's not the same as Carolina barbecue, and you might have to go to the hood to get some good barbecue. Well, that's the thing though. But like the okay, <laughs> Pittsburgh barbecue is chicken and ribs, mostly. Yeah, it's not as much about the pork and the brisket. You're, well, yeah. North Carolina barbecue is really not about brisket at all. Brisket's Correct. a that, Texas that's thing. That's a Texas thing. But you can get you can get good brisket. That place on Banksville has good brisket. Yes, they do. Um, Pittsburgh barbecue. I've had the brisket from Pork and Beans, which is good. It is very good. Um, I like Two Brothers. Two Brothers barbecue yeah. over in uh, Presto. Very nice. Uh, but anyway, back to the basketball. Uh, no, no, more barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> More barbecue. Doug, we need you for a barbecue and sports show. We have to so, do sports and barbecue together. No, we're we're going to wrap up the barbecue. Back to the basketball and, yes, like Coach Capel. I think it's a good hire. I do think it's a good hire. Um, he asked uh, the athletic director, Heather Like, uh, for the phone numbers of all the current players of the basketball team, including the eight that asked to transfer, and he figured that they asked to transfer uh, to protect themselves, which, mm. you know, makes sense. Uh, because, you know, you hire a new coach, and he comes in, wants to clean house and bring his own people in. Mm. Uh, so he wants to go ahead and talk to those guys and get them going and see what... Well, what if uh, the coach they hire is a total jag, you know? I don't think Capel's a complete jag. No, but I'm saying, like, when you, you, you know, like when you're at your job and, like, your boss is... On his way out the door, yeah. like, dude, I hope I hope the new boss isn't a total jag. One of the reasons why I've worked forty eight hours the last week and fifty two hours the week before that was because we lost our boss, mm. and we don't have a complete jag of a new boss, but we have a bunch of little bosses running around to make up one big boss. Bunch of little jags. Yeah, <laughs> they're all cool. They're, <laughs> they're all cool. Everyone they're all loves, cool. They're not everyone jags. Everyone loves the bosses. Yeah. At our work. We do. This is like, we and actually almost where I work, this show Bold Bosses, because yeah, we love bosses. Yeah, and, and where I work, I actually have no problems with any of my bosses at all, and I hope they listen to this and hear that. Uh, so, um, yeah, he wants them to come in, and and, uh, and he wants to talk to them uh, and, and keep them at Pitt and to keep them on the team. Uh, he also knows that this is a daunting task that he's taking over to take a team that was zero and nineteen in the ACC this year. It was the first. Uh, it was the first and only team to go winless in their conference um, in the NCAA. Pretty bad. That's, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, there, there have been some bad teams like. There, there are schools that field teams like for no reason other than like the revenue. I mean, like it's it's saying a lot. Like that Wake Forest or like Rutgers or like freaking Northwestern back when they weren't good. Like they never went winless in conference, and Pitt managed to pull that off. Well, and that's one of the reasons why he got a seven-year deal because the AD like she said uh, Heather like said that you know we're giving him a seven-year deal and a commitment from the university. Uh, for his commitment and understanding that the task that he has to take over. Because um, a lot of college deals are five years. And mm -hmm. honestly, that fifth year's an, that fourth and fifth year is an option. And you see it a lot in college football where you get a guy come in and, you know, the fifth year is, is really his whole team and his whole draft class. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's more in football than it is in basketball. Basketball, I mean, football, I mean, those guys are, they, I mean, they have 80 guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, only 60 of them are dressing or whatever. But basketball, I mean, you got what? You're recruiting. In basketball, what are they dressing? 12? Usually, like I don't. I think they dress. 12. I don't. I don't watch enough college games that in depth. But like in the NBA, you dress twelve and you maybe use ten. Yeah, you know. So in college, they probably dress fifteen and use twelve, maybe. Maybe, but it's a shorter game, so you know. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to like rotate as many people because nobody's playing that many minutes compared to a forty-eight minute NBA game. Or a sixty-minute NBA game. You know, it's not sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. Yeah. NBA is forty-eight. It's four fifteen-minute quarters. Nah, man. It's an hour. Man, I don't tell you how to make a white Russian. <laughs> Trust me. Dude. Like, I, I watch NBA games for a living. Like, don't look it up, man. You don't need to look it up, okay? Like, I'm a, I'm a bigger asshole than Siri, but, like, you don't need to, like, talk to her just to find out the truth about how long an NBA game is. Trust <laughs> me, man. I'm actually looking it up because I thought it was an hour. I thought it was four 15-minute quarters. It is for yeah. Fuck you. It's forty eight. Fuck me. <laughs> it's forty. I didn't meant the game, man. It's fuck James <laughs> Naismith, man. <laughs> and t- I didn't. Re- I thought it was four fifteen minute quarters. No. Seriously. <laughs> no, but did you watch any of the NIT? Uh, all I know is Penn State's. Penn State's in the final, final. again, again, again. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the what the third year in a row. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just like <laughs> you know, you know, you need to ask about that. Is Mike? I don't follow basketball unless Penn State's in the finals of the NIT. Hess. <laughs> oh man, Mister Basketball is not a real sport unless Penn State wins some sort of second-rate trophy at it. Hess. <laughs> yeah, I don't follow basketball. Penn State's it. Oh yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you know. But you know, I mean, um, then there's, the reason there's, I brought that up is because... our friend Sonia. She'd be all on that shit, too. Right. Yeah, but, like, they started for just to try out, like, they, they used the NIT as sort of a laboratory for rules changes. Right. So this year in the NIT, they started playing quarters, like, the same way that they do in women's ball. So I was watching, you know, the, the first game, like, that Utah game, um... And I was like, what the hell? Like, this game just started, and there's already only, like, eight minutes left in the first half. But it was actually the first quarter. And then they, like, reset the fouls. Um, You know, they're doing some different things, like experimenting with the NIT. Um, So that's going on. And, like, we would be remiss to, you know, not say that by the time you hear this, Penn State will probably be NIT champions once again. I think this will be the second time in three years. Somewhere around there? They won, like... I think they won, like, the... Did they win, like, the year after Pitt won the CBI? Or soon... Some, something about that. Because I remember, like, getting mildly, like, yeah. picked on. Yeah, it the was... The fact that, like, Pitt won the CBI, and then here comes... Penn State you know, wins the NIT. Yeah. Perennial afterthought in basketball, Penn State. Well, I mean, I mean, think about... There is... I mean, it shows where the money's at, because... How many years ago was it that Penn State got the Bryce Jordan Center and this, that, and the other thing, and they got the new basketball facilities, and, and Penn State basketball was horrible. But Pitt basketball was far superior, mm-hmm. and they still played in the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Which was amazing. Uh, I love that which venue. Which w- was a great venue, and it's still there, mm-hmm. uh, but it's small, it's little. It's, if you like it's, wrestling. You know, and, you know, but Penn State got the money behind it, and Pitt's like, meh. 
And that's where yeah. all the Penn State people are like, oh, you guys suck. It's like, we're still a better program than you. Mm. You know, whatever. Now we can't really speak shit on that because Pitt's horrible right now. Right now. I mean, it's one, two, three, whatever, bad years. Uh, you know what? Cable's coming in. Uh, he's got seven years on his deal. Uh, I didn't see the money behind it, and honestly, I don't care about the money behind it. I just want bas- Pitt basketball to be viable again. Um, Nowhere to go but up. Exactly. I mean, shit, you're starting at the bottom. Mm. So, I mean, he gets one win in the ACC. <laughs> and he's he already... Didn't. He's already more popular with like fans in the media than Kevin Stallings ever. Why was. is he more popular with fans in the media? Um, I think part of it's like the Duke pedigree, like the fact that he's like a young guy who's like looking to build he's a resume. Forty-two as a years coach old. He's forty-two like, years old. Okay. He's been a head coach at VCU. He's been a head coach at Sooners mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Reason why he's already loved the Pitt media is he's been a lifelong Steelers fan and has a Steelers license plate. Covered really. Um, he, I checked his Twitter. Where is he from? Like, where did he grow up? I mean, I'm not sure. Everyone's where he like grew he's up. from Duke, but like, I doubt he's actually from. He's Durham, not. North he's Carolina. not from Northern North Carolina. I, I was going through his Twitter mm-hmm. earlier, like, and Bold Sports. We followed him on Twitter. We followed Coach on Twitter. Um, but I was You're that Coach. His, I was going. I, I was going through that and um, saw a bunch of Steelers stuff on there, and mm-hmm. also I heard on the news that he mm-hmm. was a Steelers fan as well. Um, so that helps his cause. Uh, so we'll see him in some Steelers games, I'm sure, this year coming up. Uh, also, one of the good things about him uh, in his press conference today, I kind of watched a little bit of it, was uh, Dick Groot. Mm-hmm. Dick Groot was in the audience, and he took. Oh, the, that's right, because they're both Duke guys. And he took yeah. the time. And he took the time and says, you know, Dick Groot, I'm glad to see you here. No, I'm really, really glad to see you here. It was great for you to come down to Duke this year uh, for your honors and Dick Rook's jersey being retired and being honored uh, at Duke. And Dick Groot, of course, is a pit announcer mm-hmm. with Bill Hillgrove. Uh, Dick Groot, a lot of people in Pittsburgh don't realize that Dick Groot won a national championship and was an All-American at Duke in basketball. Yeah. But, yeah, he was on a 1960 World Series team mm-hmm. for the Pirates. Yeah. Um, he was a two-sport athlete. He was. But, definitely. I mean, like, seriously, like, he played in the NBA for Fort Wayne. Yeah. Which was, Fort, like, the was precursor that? to the Pistons. Yeah. But, yeah, like, before the Pistons were the Detroit Pistons, they were in Fort Wayne. And Dick Grote did both. Dick Grote's amazing. Like, I, I love Dick Grote. First of all, he's a Swissvale guy. Like, oh, I yeah. grew up in Edgewood. So he's, like, right up the road. Like... I loved his. I loved hearing his story about when when he got his first contract with the Pirates, he would drive into Forbes Field from Swissvale for work every day, and they didn't even have a parkway yet, so he had to like take freaking like Forward Avenue <laughs> into Oakland. Go through Regent Square. Yeah, yeah, you know, down down the valley past the Irish Center. I don't even know if the Irish Center was there. It's back still, then. Uh, well, well, the well, it's there now. now. Yeah. I went to my first rave at the Irish Center. <laughs> uh, I went to a, some event at the Irish Center years ago. Like, where's that? I'm like, it's off the parkway. Off the parkway. It's underneath the it's parkway. It's under the parkway. You don't, it's you don't under just, the It's park. not like you just like walk off the parkway no. and you're there. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. They said, oh, it's <laughs> off the parkway east. Go through the tunnels and yeah. turn left. Go through the tunnels. What? Like, pop a wheelie. <laughs> Like Bo Luke Duke, but Irish. Literally, it was it was a five mile trek from the other side of the tunnel 
to the Irish Center from getting off the exit and then back through the back little woods and side streets and mm. everywhere else. And I'm like, eh. But no. Dick wrote, awesome. I, I love the way that he, he uh, you know, showed him like, hey, thank you very much. You're part of the reason I'm here. I didn't think he said he's part of the reason he's there, but... Can't hurt, man. It can't hurt. I, I, I think that helped. Uh, going on there. So, keeping on with the basketball theme here, we got the NCAA Men's Final Four. Matt, how's your bracket? My my winner's still alive. Your winner's still alive. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine and Amanda's winners are dead, so mm-hmm. in the bold sports bracket, you're declared a winner. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! So, Who do I win? A good, can of straw. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yep. Great job. You won. Uh, next year we'll put, we'll put like beer on it or something. Now this 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 victory still pales in comparison to the time I won a fantasy football league that only had four teams. Ah, <laughs> that's one more entry than this bracket pool that I just won. Uh, Matt won a three team bracket pool. A four team fantasy league. He also league. won a four team fantasy league. <laughs> Ah, and I once I, and I came in second in a three team little league in my like last year little league. You came in second out of three teams. Mm-hmm. You horrible. No, we were really good. <laughs> the other team was just really better. <laughs> that really better. I like it. <laughs> uh, so we got this this uh, final four uh, after this past weekend on the Elite Eight. We got down to Sister Grace. And Michigan. Sister Jean. Sister Jean, Sister Grace. Dude, don't... Dude, I went to Catholic school for 13 years, man. Like, you don't go triggering my PTSD by, like, making up nuns that I don't actually have to worry about because they ain't real. Okay? Sister Jean. Oh, Sister Jean. All right? We got full court press on Sister Jean. Like, I ain't, I ain't about to get my knuckles wrapped by no Sister Grace just because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Fair? Fair. Heard okay. that. I understand the whole knuckles wrapping thing. I mean, I went to Catholic school for the first couple years of my life. Um, so, yes. Uh, Le- uh, Leola, Chicago uh, against Michigan. Leola's number 11. So awesome that I get to root against Michigan. And I got a buddy of mine I grew up with. It's a diehard blue fan. Yeah. And he's all Michiganed out. Uh, I like their basketball a little bit more. Like, I mean, I despise Michigan football because of Notre Dame. But, like, I also, from that same time period, remember the Fab Five. Oh, yeah. So, like, Michigan oh, basketball... Michigan basketball like, doesn't bother me. Yeah, but it's part. still... Ugh. But but right now, it's yeah. like... Now, they the only reason they bother me is because I want to see Lola go. Yeah, Lola... Uh, and, I Lola, love Lola I mean, and Villanova in the final. Number 11 versus number Catholic one? final. So, even if, even if Loyola loses, you know, like, Sister I, Jean know. will still be able to, like... You know, probably meet some other, probably like good networking goes on at those things. Yeah, right. You know, the Loyola, so the so you do nuns. have the number it's a eleven Jesuit school, right? Num- Loyola. It's a couple Jesuit schools. I think it is. we need an all Jesuit basketball final more than anything right now in this country. <laughs> I don't think you folks realize that, man. Uh, and just remember here at Bold Pittsburgh, we're not like pretty much religious or politics or whatnot. Well, no, no, but, it's not political at all, man. The Jesuits are like Jesuits are different. They're hardcore, man. They are hardcore. <laughs> I'm a bad Catholic, by the way. I was I was an older boy up until I was eighteen. I was up to eighteen. Yeah, that's you're allowed to be an older boy. You're 18. allowed, but like it wasn't done in my like once, I was, once you were I, out of the elementary school, like they couldn't control you enough to like get you. To yeah, I was I was an older boy. Well, because I went to public school. What parish were you? Assumption in Bellevue. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I quit altar boying when I was done with eighth grade, except for, like, one time I went to, one time I was at mass and, like, my sister was the altar server and there was, like, the other kid didn't show up. So I, like, came out of retirement. Yeah, I, and I wore I, number forty-five instead of number twenty-three, just like Michael Jordan. No, that's I yeah. That <laughs> did you go back with like? Did you go back with Father Dennis's shoe polish book forty-five on the back of the? <laughs> no, I retired from an altar. I retired from altar boy to go try being Jewish, and uh, I sucked at it. So then I went back to fucking altar yeah, boy. Yeah, currently in life, I'm a very bad Catholic, but um, at one point, I, you know, I still have my Catholic roots. But anyway. Um, yeah, uh, Leola and um, Nova would not be a bad uh, final. But again, Leola's playing Michigan. They're the 6 o'clock game. Kansas uh, is playing Nova. They are the 8 o'clock game. So you have two number ones playing against each other in there, and you have an 11 playing a 3. Awesome. Uh, and we didn't think that even Michigan might have come out of that. We were thinking maybe there was like an 11 playing a 9 mm. coming out of that side there. Um and you know what I forgot about Michigan, but what I was reminded of when I was watching a show about Michigan tonight for my job? They survived a plane crash. Really? This a, current team? Or? Yeah, yeah, this team. Like, I don't know if it was, like, this year or, like, the end of last year, but they were, like, on a plane that crashed and had to play a game in their, like, warm-up jerseys because the, like... You're not gonna regular bring jerseys didn't survive the plane crash. This isn't some like Marshall bullshit, right? This is no nobody. Really... Nobody was injured. Yeah. Okay, they're all very lucky though, and they were they were saying how like you know like after surviving a plane crash, like we figured we were either gonna win by a whole lot because we were like super pumped up, or we were gonna lose by a whole lot because we were just like, holy shit, we just had a plane crash. And now you're gonna write down a note to make look that up and make sure that like that actually happened. No, I'm not. I'm, I was writing down <laughs> something else that just came to my head. And then they played a 48 minute NBA game. <laughs> uh, also, this weekend going on in the NCAA is the women's Final Four, and guess what? Connecticut and three others. So, all the number ones are playing. Yeah, the Final Four is all the number ones. You have Louisville, Mississippi State. You have UConn and Notre Dame. They're all number ones. They're all playing against each other. So, I don't know if that's just shows the strength of the women's basketball program in the NCAA uh, or the lack of uh, Cinderella's. Well, and women's, basketball, women's basketball is a little bit more top-heavy. It is. Um you you don't have as many strong like underdogs in that tournament. It doesn't seem to me. Um, I, I think the brackets are a lot more chalky just because. I mean, first of all, like Tennessee dominated forever. Well, with Pat, Pat Summit, and then Connecticut started doing their thing, and then you've you've had flashes of brilliance from programs like Rutgers and South Carolina, but for the most part, it's been a UConn kind of league. With, you know, and you, Notre Dame you started in the Notre mix. Dame's good. Baylor's been and, good. Uh, South Carolina won last year, and they mm. beat Notre Dame in the Elite Eight mm. this past weekend. And South Carolina, at the half, I was watching. I was at work. I was watching that game in the Elite Eight, and South Carolina was was there, 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 and there. And then at the half, they fell off. Mm-hmm. And South Carolina won last year over UConn. I'm not they didn't win over UConn. They won. UConn lost to somebody else first. But in the final, South Carolina ended up winning. Anyway. 
Julia would know. Call her right now. She know she's actually like. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's funny. Like you, should, if you ever talk to her about women's sports, like you, you, she's you, like, you walk huh? away. You walk away from the conversation feeling like so fucking woke. Like yeah. she, like I remember we were watching the Olympics once, and it was like women's slope style. And I was like, holy shit, that girl just did like three backflips, and she's like. Whatever, man. Like, I watched the men's last night. The men's are way better. I'm just like, what are you talking about? You're not, that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so you got that going on. Uh, I, you know what? I, as a fan of basketball, and I don't watch a lot of women's basketball, um, I wouldn't mind seeing UConn lose, especially in Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. So Always if, it, if it would be Notre Dame versus either Mississippi State or Louisville, I'm all right, so I'm just going against UConn right now. Um, you know, UConn's been. Again, I, I guess it goes to you know, you know, hate hate the winners or whatever. I, I, I mean, mean, it's fun to like. It's always fun to root for like the underdog Goliath to be taken down. Yeah, it is. But when Goliath is Connecticut, it's like it's hard. You know, like the biblical Goliath had like a couple feet of height advantage over David, like. This, this this Goliath is like five biblical Goliaths like standing on each other's shoulders wearing a giant trench coat. Like that's how much more superior they are to the rest of the teams in the field. And some people like to watch that. I'm not into that. Like I like to see drama. Like I would rather watch two bad teams go back and forth and have a close finish as opposed to like one technically brilliant. Well, honestly, basketball team. doesn't start the last five minutes. Unless of course, it's a blowout. But for most of these games at this point in time, in college and so forth, where they're at, the last five minutes is the most important part. And if I all remember you care about is the result. That's true. But if you're watching like the second quarter of like a Cleveland Golden State game, like you're still going to see NBA. brilliant athleticism. You're correct. And you're not going to get a result, but you're still going to see. You know, my mother, freakish displays of athleticism. My mother has always said basketball. Should each team should be given a hundred points in five minutes, <laughs> and let them play it out? Like, yeah. No, and don't. honestly, I mean, seriously, uh, that's not wrong. Um, They've made some rule changes to try to fix some of that. But like, there are fewer timeout now. Fewer but I like college basketball. Now. I like college. I don't like NBA. I like college basketball because college basketball is still a game. Mm. They they still the refs still call travels. They still call walks. They still call you know double dribbles. They still call you know blockages. And we're watching highlights here on this. Yeah, and yeah. they didn't call. That's shit. boring as fuck. Um, I mean, I don't even know like how many times he got fouled, but you know he still made it. You know the NBA doesn't call anything. In college, they do. It's a real game. They have set plays. And the NBA to me, it's like dribble, dribble, walk, pass, dunk. You know, uh, and some teams like other teams though, like the Golden State style. Is I a watched bit LeBron more James take four steps the other night. <laughs> I mean, he's LeBron. You know. I mean, I watched Michael Jordan one day take four steps and mm. got called for three fouls. Well, no, now they got <laughs> now they call it the Euro step. Oh, which is just like a fancy way of saying traveling. A lot of time, like as far as I can tell, the Euro step. It's like traveling. Right on. You know, it's like, what are you doing after you graduate college? Like, I'm going Euro stepping. 
Like, you know I mean, like I'm going, I'm taking a year and I'm going like around the world. I'm traveling. I'm going Euro stepping. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to come back and talk a little NFL and then get into the Penguins. Here's a little bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back uh, with some more good sports talk for you. So, NFL, what have you been hearing? They're not allowed to use the crown of their helmet to hit each other anymore. Boom! I thought that was already the rule. Right, but now they've extended it to being um, not able to hit the crown of your helmet. So, like, you can't hit a guy in the stomach with the crown of your helmet. Before it was, like, helmet to helmet. No, 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 no. Remember that play last year against Cincinnati where Antonio Brown was in the end zone? Mm -hmm. And the Cincinnati Bungle come in and went forward and and his shoulder pads Mm -hmm. hit the crown of Antonio Brown's helmet? Okay. That's now illegal. Oh, I see. I thought it was just like spearing with your head. Well, there's also that, which has been illegal. Also, the crown of the helmet uh, hits... Uh, are now all 15-yard penalties mm. and also optionable, optionable uh, by the refs to be ejected from the game on the first shot. Okay. I always wondered about that. Like, that was bound to happen eventually. Like, they've been doing that in college for a while. Um, it's I, – I very rarely see an ejection for targeting in college football that, like – is so clear-cut that I agree 100% with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's tough when, you, when you're making a play at that speed and, you yeah, know, what, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, a guy moves slightly as he's, like, going down, and next thing you know, like, you're going helmet to helmet on him. might not have been your intention, but, like, you're out of the game. Um, I mean, like, that's just... It just makes it hard to watch football because you don't want to see people hitting each other like that. Um, it's still going to happen, you know? And then guys are going to get ejected. Um, I mean, is that going to help that much? Like, a lot of times the guys are injuring themselves, like, when they're laying the hits. Like, look at what happened to Shazier. Right, you know? Shazier was... He could have been penalized for that hit. He, and, like, he definitely yeah. got the worst of that hit. Yeah, he got the worst of the hit, and he's paying the price for it now. Uh, I don't know that he could have been. He, okay, he probably could have been penalized for it uh, at some point. If you, I'd have to look at it again. Um, but it's unfortunate what happened to Shazier. Totally. And, and I, 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 don't I hesitate to even make a point based on that. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, uh, my, you're going to throw people out of games for the way they hit somebody in order to protect them just as much as you're protecting the player. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're protecting the player that, that hit the person. Like, you can hurt yourself. Last year in the Steelers-Browns game, who was it that came out and... It was one of the Steelers. that came out and the, the one touchdown that was scored in the end zone. Was it Mike Mitchell that came out and hit him and knocked himself out? Might have been. In the end zone? Yeah. I think that was Mike Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hate to see that because you know the consequences of, you know, head trauma and the league's trying to 
enforce like safer tackling Correct. by making this rule. But there's going to be some growing pains and some adjustments and some getting used to it. And there's going to be the inevitable, like, why don't they just play flag football? I mean, they've got to do something about it. You know, they, they would be derelict if they did, didn't do anything. It is correct. But it's a culture thing. Like, you've got to, it's got to start in high schools, peewee, you know, where you learn to tackle. And they've been doing that, and they've got their, I learned you know, how to see tackle. what you hit. You know, you learned how to tackle. I never I played organized football. You wrap like, up. You hit. You, you, you. We were taught you center body mass, you line up, you hit them, head up, and wrap your arms around them and tackle. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to go head down because that could hurt your neck. We right. were told that the whole time. Also, you and I are at the age of. We're the last era of, you didn't get a concussion, you got your bell rung. How many fingers am I holding up? Are you hurt or are you injured? What's the difference, coach? If you're hurt, you can play. If you're Who's injured, you got to sit. You know? Who's the president? Oh, uh, his eyes just rolled back into his head. Yeah, that's normal. I mean, <laughs> whenever he has to think about that shit. Exactly. You can't, you can't ask. You, that you gotta, is my baseline. You, you, you Thank ask, you. You got to <laughs> ask true or false questions. <laughs> hey, hey, is the ref hold up fingers? True. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> you know, but totally. And then also the catch rule has been changed. We talked about this last week, uh, that where Jesse James's catch would have been a catch. Uh, and that's what? why. Yeah, it would have been. Does, under, does, under does, the diving, does diving count as yes. a football move? Yes, because he's going over the goal line. See, I think that that's fair. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it really and sucks well, that well, we have well, to like wait until... Well, also, it would count if he was going for extra yardage for a first down mm-hmm. or extra yardage in general. Right. That's I, where... I don't see how you can leap through the air and like not have that be a football move. Like, I just... Ugh. Well, under the new role... so mad. It makes me... That, that, under the new role, And it wouldn't have made a, a damn bit of difference because we still no, lost it. to the Jaguars in the playoffs. We didn't actually... Correct. Like, the, the ultimate goal... Was that that touchdown was going to give us home field advantage in the AFC Championship game? And we might not have had to see the Jaguars. We probably still would have had to see the Jaguars here nor there. Yeah, none of it's it now known as it's the all Je- in the past. It's now known as the Jesse James rule. The Jesse James rule. The Steelers <laughs> have the most rules. We we talked about that last week. We did. Uh, how about this, uh, Lev Bell? So. Love Bell talks are over until the end of the draft and the draft signings. So when they pull off that blockbuster trade with Cleveland. <laughs> we'll get to a blockbuster <laughs> trade with Cleveland. We'll get to... Um, Sign Saquon. So, of course, I have a very, very bad uh, thing out there on people who are chastising me. For saying that the Steelers should trade Lev Bell to Cleveland for the number one and number one and the number four pick overall, what else? I just don't think Cleveland would make that deal. You know what? And Cleveland, if they're smart, they wouldn't. And I'm not. I'm not gonna. Like, but they're Cleveland. They make stupid decisions. I'm not gonna like throw my body across the tracks if like that's what they want to do. But like, I, if, if Cle- I had the number one and the number four pick, I'd, I'd use them. You know, like why Correct. would you? Why would you give up? 
Two and picks within the first five picks of the draft for a running back who's already got 27 like years old. 27 years old. Two knee surgeries. Two knee surgeries. Couple weed suspensions. So, so here's what's going on. Lev Bell, the talks are over until after draft, after draft signings, and they'll see where their money's at at that point in time. And listening to all the guys on ESPN, this, that, and the other thing, and listening to the local guys here in Pittsburgh, um, I personally have not talked to Lev Bell. Have you? No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. No, so, I guarantee I haven't. Yeah, yeah. We haven't talked to Lev Bell personally. I can try to hit him up on Twitter and see what he says. Um, but he's he already said in his little hour-long online review, um, he will show up to camp. He will show up to the Steelers the day after camp breaks. Hmm. And the Steelers have next year to franchise tag him. If they want to franchise tag him next year, it's going to cost them twenty-one point five million. That's not going to happen. I think they're just going to run the fucking wheels off of them and let them go and see what happens after that. Personally, that's my Ben's opinion. done after this year anyway, so... Uh, he's got a couple years left, mm. but he said he's going to play his contract. So we'll see what goes on with that. Here or there, that's the Lev Bell saga. Here's my the... question about Lev Bell. Okay. If he's such a good rapper, mm. how come he's never been invited to like spit bars on like a track like, with like, like one novel? of the... One of the several rappers who are huge Steeler fans, like Wiz Khalifa never invited Lev Bell into the studio that I know of. Like Snoop's never been like, Hey hey Lev Bell, like let's let's go spit some bars. Like Mac Miller, like no. Well Mac Miller's not really a great rapper. He's not a great rapper, but he's like good enough and he's from Pittsburgh, damn it. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh. He's like the Neil but... Walker of rappers, basically. Uh, uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Here, here, here's the other interesting uh, NFL news. OBJ. I mean, it's late enough as it is. Like, I don't think we need to be getting into that. <laughs> oh, you just want to talk about what OBJ was doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. He's on the market. From the Giants. He's, more, he's on more than just the market. Uh, and the Giants said they want two first-round picks for him. Two number one picks. You know who might? You know he? You know what might be a real nice fit for Odell Beckham? Cleveland. FC Bogota. Ah, uh, he is kind of a hell of a uh, footballer. Yeah, uh, he likes soccer and cocaine. You know. So, <laughs> well, you know what? The cocaine. He's never tested positive on a drug test. And in those videos that were shown, it was only the woman. It could have been someone else. That it could have been someone could have been else. Some other guy. Here or there with blonde uh, hair. But he's looking for. Uh, he's still underneath his contract, but this is last year of his deal. He's looking for a long-term deal. The giant and this stuff surfaces. The Giants are trying to move on from it. Mm. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, Beckham's probably gonna be with the Giants this year. Most likely, unless they said they want at least the minimum they'll take is two number one picks right now. That's the minimum they'll take. Who even has two number one picks? Well, I mean, it would have to be like this year and next. Yeah, it'd be this year and next. So, I mean, currently it'd be Cleveland. (laughs) Um, Well, that that would actually make sense, though, because they'd still have a four. Right? But they don't have a damn quarterback. Uh, Why are you going to trade a first-round pick for a 
semi over the hill receiver. Like these, like you gotta wait, realize, wait, wait, like, wait, wait. We're no, old, no, man. Beckham's not old. He's we're everybody's old in the NFL. He's 26. like you're old. You're old after three, four games in that league. Mm. You know. Plus, like you think people aren't that old, but then like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, we're all old. I mean, Everyone's shit. old. I'm three years older than Roethlisberger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody in the NFL is younger than us. <laughs> yeah. It's it's getting to be that way with all the sports now. I mean, yeah, it is. Bartolo Cologne, man. Well, don't ever leave Don't ever leave, don't us, ever leave please. You're the oldest guy. And we love you. The oldest person we know. I've seen him hit a home <laughs> run. It's awesome. You were there? <laughs> I, uh, I've seen it on TV. Oh, okay. I've never seen it live. No. Uh, and then how about Ndamukong Sue goes to the Rams. Rams. One year, $14 million. Hey. It's a lot of game checks. You know what? You know it's what, a lot of big game checks. You, you know what? The Rams last year were not a bad team. They were in it to the end. And now they're downright scary. Mm. You might, they got you, might, a, you might get spiked in the Achilles. Uh, you might get spiked in the Achilles or the nuts. And also you have Goff at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, who was it, went to, uh, Sammy Watkins, though, went to the Chiefs, uh, you know, but they still have a decent offense, and out of the LA teams, since there's two now, they're the best of the two, and they're playing in an old soccer stadium, I think. Wait, LA Rams or Chargers? Rams. No, Ram, Rams are playing in the Coliseum. So the Chargers are playing. The Chargers are playing at the Home Depot Center. At the Home Depot Center. In Carson. Okay. For now. Until they build one big stadium that both teams can share, like the mm-hmm. Giants and the Jets. And it's going to be a big, big boondoggle for the, uh, what's his name? Stan Kroenke, who also owns Arsenal FC. Guy, guy doesn't really care about sports at all. But he knows how to identify development projects that can make him a ton of money. And like when he bought Arsenal, they got a brand new shiny stadium, and it, people hate it because it like they got rid of like an old stadium that had a ton of history and character in order to build this like entertainment district. Now that stuff isn't popular in a place like North London where they're super passionate about their football team, but in LA where it's all just about showbiz. Like, I think that's going to be, like, an awesome, you know, setup. For for two teams, like, they'll be fine. You know, the they'll NFL's right. a TV league anyway. Like, they'll they'll comp tickets. See, there's the hit right there. We're okay. We have ESPN yeah. on right here. They're, they were showing the, you know, the shoulder-to-helmet hits and so forth. That's, that's what's going to be illegal um, with this new rule. Um, also, draft day's not too far away. No, it's close. Like a month. You know, one of those days, like, I guess it was Monday, you know, there was a bunch of basketball over the weekend, um, baseball's not quite started yet, so I'm like, what the hell is there even to, like, look at tonight on, on Monday? I go on ESPN.com, and draft. the cover story was about the draft. I'm like, yep. okay, yeah, I guess, I guess it's time to get into that, because, you know, April is literally right around the corner. Do you know what else starts in April? Hockey playoffs. Hockey playoffs. So, we're going to talk about Penguins right now, where last night they played the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit and looked like poo. I was going to say, did they play? They they, they 
they showed up. They were there. Uh, Crosby had a goal within the first minute of the game, which was amazing. We're like, oh, this is awesome. And that's it. And that was it. Letang, There's your highlight, folks. Go to bed. Latang had a goal in the third period, which meant shit. Uh, final score was 5-2. to two, And the Red Wings, who were not going to the playoffs, don't even have an outside chance to get into the playoffs. Beat the Pens. No bueno. No bueno, as they say in Canada. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I was looking at the way the lineup is. The only way the Pens can't make the playoffs is if they lose out and the Florida Panthers win out. Okay. So what? They need like one more win and then they get to put some sort of little asterisk next to their name in the standings? Um, depends on what Florida does. You said if they have to lose out. Yeah, the Pens would have to lose out. So if out. they win one more game, they're in? Pretty much. Okay. Um, hey, and that's a lot better than we thought it would be, like, back in yeah. so, November. So, so now they're playing for seeding. Uh, mm. I Which mean, I don't think even matters at this point. Like, every team in the Eastern Conference is good. Like, every team that's going to be in the playoffs well, you're is gonna, dangerous. Well, you're going to have five teams from the Metropolitan Division, as it looks right now, mm-hmm. and you're going to have three teams from the Atlanta Division. Yeah, and those three teams are going to be Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. And those, yep. are all, those are all teams that can beat the Penguins in a series. Yep. And those are all teams that can lose to the Penguins in a series. And you have the Capitals, the Flyers, the Blue Jackets... And the Devils. I'm not looking forward to any of those matchups. I mean, I no, am. No. I'm looking forward to them as a sp- as a fan of sports. Oh yeah, as a fan of a team that has so, won back to back Stanley Cups. Like so, we're playing so, with house money. So my question is, I have to look at how it will line up. Is there a way that the Pens could play their division the whole way through? the The last time I checked, there was. Okay. The last time I checked, it would have been like. Philly in the first round, a possible matchup with the Capitals in the second round, and then either like Boston or Tampa in the conference finals. Right, but that's the Atlanta division. Is there a way that the Pens could... Oh, all division opponents. That play all division opponents, depending on who wins and loses. I don't know. Could, could they play Columbus in the first, or Jersey in the first, Philly in the second, and the Caps in the third? I guess in theory, because if... If you have five teams coming out of if both one division, cards, yeah, if both yeah. wild cards are from the Metro, then yes, like a Metro team could pull an upset in the first round, and then you know that would that would leave a path for you know a matchup in the conference final of two Metro teams. Like I like like we've talked about this before, how like in the good old early nineties. You'd play like a Patrick Division team in the first round, a Patrick Division team in the second round, and then if you're lucky enough to make it through those two rounds, then you'd play a team from was, was it Norris? Uh, no. Adams? No. no. Smythe? Nope. Mm, Adams. Adams. I, yeah. Adams. Okay. Norris and Smythe were West. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, like it. That was always the best because, like, division rivalries in hockey are the best division rivalries they are. in all of sports, in my opinion. 
And and the way it's looking at right now is is it's still up in the air. There's no telltale sign. I mean, they're within literally points and tied with each other. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Of... Like I was I was doing a jersey game last night, and they were actually talking about how it was tied inside of two minutes, and it was actually smart strategy for Carolina to pull their goalie. Even in a tie situation, because like they could not afford to let the Devils get the extra point for making it to overtime. So like it's that tight right now that teams are willing to like risk losing a faceoff and having an empty net goal just go in. So the Metropolitan Division is the Caps at ninety nine points, the Pens at ninety two, Flyers at ninety two, Jackets at ninety one, Devils at eighty eight, the Atlantic it is the Lightning. At 106, Bruins at 105, Leafs at 99, and the Panthers are at 85. So, yeah, right now you're looking at five teams coming out of the Metropolitan. So if the Panthers stay out. The Pens are tied for second. Mm. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, <clears throat> kind of makes me mad. Don't be mad. Also, hockey's the last thing that should be making you angry. All right, all right, all right. Here's the thing. In the event that the Penguins go to the playoffs, and they either A, lose in the first round, or lose in the second round, would you be mad? No, because I'm very thankful for the past two years. Thank you very much. Because there's a lot of people I've talked to like, that's fucking horseshit. They should go all the way and win a third cup. It's really hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. And also, um, they've played more hockey than anybody. Mm-hmm. Ever. And their goaltending's not as good as it was the last two years because they don't have Flurry anymore. They do not. And Speaking Murray's, of playoff teams. Uh, speaking of playoff teams, they've they've locked up their Vegas scene. clinched. They did. But yeah, like I What do you know like, about I don't Vegas I don't right like now? to say that I just like don't care if the Penguins win or not. Like I think that the Penguins are awesome and I want them to win always. But you know, like at some point you gotta like look at look around the league. You know, would you rather be Philly and they don't have a cup since seventy five? I mean, would would you rather be the Capitals and like no cups ever and the Penguins own you in the playoffs always? I mean, we're lucky here in Pittsburgh. We're we're very fortunate. It's not just luck. I mean it's skill. We've, we've had a good general manager in Jim Rutherford, and we had a good general manager before him with Ray Shiro. So, yeah, go Pens. I hope they win. I would, I'd be somewhat disappointed if they lose in the first round. But, again, like, this, every series is different. Like, if, if the series plays out, like, awesome, and there's overtime games, and there's huge momentum swings, and it goes to a game seven, and they lose in overtime. That, that would be that would big be, deal. That's fine. Like I was entertained, and we still got five cups. Well, I I also look at it too is the whole ninety one ninety two pens, and then ninety three pens go in, and they lose the Islanders in that series, which was ultimately listed as the first, maybe second best team that the Pens ever had. Um, the only other team I think that could. That that's listed as maybe the whether it's differential for the '93 pens was the was that the 2011 
pens where we got Aginla and Morrow and Murray and all of them at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. which was, you know, when Ray Shiro said, here's the Stanley Cup, now just go play the team right, and Blasma didn't do that. Um, but, honestly, playoff hockey is playoff hockey, and it's exciting no matter which way it goes, and playoff hockey is one of those ones that I'll watch all the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even after the Pens knock on wood, they don't get out, but uh, I'll still watch even if they do. Yeah, I will this year. Like there, there was there were some years during the um, like the strike year and so forth. No, not not so much the strike year, but like all those choke years. Like um, I'm thinking, like like 2010, 2011. Oh yeah, you know, like. I was just too heartbroken and bitter to watch the rest of the playoffs. Um, sometimes I think that might have been kind of shitty of me, you know. Yeah. But it's just like, I, at that point, like I wasn't sure if you know they had what it takes because I mean the the goaltending was bad, and that was supposed to be a cornerstone of our franchise was Flurry. You know, and I'm, you I'm know glad what? he got his shit together. He did get his shit together. He got three cups. I mean, 09 was all him. 16 and 17 was split. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the power play is still looking good. Uh, uh, Broussard's coming on strong. Uh, did you do any Pens games this week? couple, yeah. Um and of course you're on audio, so yeah. Again, like I, I can't, see. like I just want the playoffs to come so I can actually see games. AT and T, you are on my list. <laughs> I swear, man. I'm gonna come at you like you ain't ever known. Like a spider monkey, all <laughs> jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Speaking of spider monkeys, all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Uh, some Mountain Dew. I have Mountain Dew in the fridge, but I was thinking of racing. Okay. Uh, Sunday's race. Yep. It was snowed out. A NASCAR race. Yep. They had the race on Monday. Where was it? <laughs> Martinsville, <laughs> Virginia. Yeah, that's pretty far north for this time of year. I know, right? Like, and it's they usually, mountainous there. Yeah, yeah. They usually it's not like they're having it in Richmond. I mean, like. Martinsville's kind of up high. Yeah. Why would they do that? Uh, it's weird, because usually they do like Daytona, Atlanta, Phoenix. This year they went Daytona, Atlanta, Martinsville. Like, Can't they just run it with chains? <laughs> or is that like too bad for the track? Um, I think it's too bad for the fenders. They, but... should have a Pittsburgh na- they should have a Pittsburgh NASCAR race in like February with snow chains and potholes. Down Penn Avenue. And the winner always ends up being whatever pit crew can change an axle the fastest. <laughs> Which takes a couple weeks. So, Matt and I are finished up here. Avenue. We're watching. <laughs> we're watching SportsCenter. Oh, he's in the bike lane. Boogity, boogity, boogity. <laughs> if we're watching SportsCenter, they just showed the uh, Houston Astros last year, World Series champions. Uh, baseball does start tomorrow. Uh, folks... We're not going to deter you from watching and following the Pirates. 
please enjoy the Pirates. Please enjoy baseball. Please enjoy any baseball game you want to watch. I'm in a spot now because my dad was telling me how he's thinking about buying a a small mini plan. No. Well, I can't tell him no. Well, he, okay. He's going to do it. It's his money and he's retired. And, you know. But you as a good son can be like, Dad, you can spend your money however you want to spend it. But ask my brother. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing. Like he's like he's like I'll get he's like I'll get I'll get two I'll get two tickets, and if your mom wants to go, and if she's not into it, I'll just go by myself. And like, I don't know, I don't know if I can bear the thought of my seventy-five-year-old dad going to baseball games by himself. You know, mm-hmm. so, but he's like he's like one of the he'll, he used to get that Tuesday night package, and like I'm definitely not using any vacation days on the Pirates. That's. That's where I draw the line. No. So, I remember the one package I had that the Pirates had was the um, the Business Plan Special Package. Mm-hmm. I got like 13 games a year mm-hmm. that were the getaway games. They yeah. They were like the Wednesday or the, the Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, mm-hmm. 1235 or 1 o'clock games. Yeah, those are great. Those are great. For, because For us, like for our industries that yeah. we work in, it's like you go... <laughs> Go check out a game. Like. Go, go, go to a game. You know, I'm off work on a Tuesday. You know, go eat some, like, breakfast. And then go grab some beers. Go to a ball game. Drink some more beers. After the ball game, go drink some more beers. Uh, and you're in bed by, like... I'm in bed by, like, 10 o'clock at night. And it's, like, awesome. Um, that was my favorite, the getaway games. Those are awesome. Yeah, those are fun. You know... I used um, to go to those when I when my my company would have the tickets, and you know they'd raffle them off, and there there would be weeks where they'd have two pairs, like four four seats right on a row, okay, but they'd break them up into like two and two, so that like two employees could win, you know. Right? So you'd you'd go and you'd be like you and like your wife or girlfriend and like one of your coworkers and their significant other, and it'd be a good time, but there would be so many games where like nobody would sign up. Except me. And they'd be like, so Matt, like, do you want all four tickets? You know? So I'd, I'd have, like, four seats to, like, a 1235 game. And I'd, I'd give, like, three of them to a scalper. And just, just go sit there. And, like, nobody would come fill those seats for the you're entire... Like, oh. And they're good seats. It's not like they were, like, in a better seat somewhere. And did, they you, just... did you sell them to the scalper or give them? Just give them away. Mm. I don't have time to hustle, man. These guys, you know? Yeah, like, if it's a scalper... It's a free ticket. Yeah, but it's a free if ticket. If it's a scalper, I've been like, yeah, give me ten bucks a ticket. They, and then, you know what they would say? I can't get ten bucks for this because nobody wants it because it's a pirate game. And it's at twelve they're, o'clock they're, on a Tuesday. They're ten games under five hundred, and it's ten thirty on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. So yeah, like you should give me a coffee with the tickets. Is what they would say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got that go. Hey Siri. How's our baseball lineup tomorrow? Which league? MLB or Nippon Professional Baseball? <laughs> Nippon MLB. There are nine MLB games tomorrow. The Yankees meet the Blue Jays at 7:07 p.m. The Red Sox meet the Rays at 7:10 p.m. The Cubs play the Marlins at 7:10 p.m. The Phillies take on the Braves at 7:35 p.m. The Astros meet the Rangers at 8:05 p.m. Do you want to hear the remaining four games? Yes. The Rockies play the Diamondbacks at 9.40 p.m. The Angels play the Athletics at 10.05 p.m. 
The Brewers face the Padres at 10.10 p.m. And the Giants face the Dodgers at 10.10 p.m. Why the hell are the Brewers playing in San Diego when they have a roof, but the Pirates have to play in Detroit? <laughs> Pardon me. Hey, Siri. <laughs> She didn't want to talk to me, man. Yes, she was. Your said. Siri and my Siri probably been like, you know, they probably text, they probably text each other like when we're doing this, and they're like, oh, these guys, these guys, let's just let's just feed them whack ass stats about baseball. <laughs> but no, so uh, if you uh, hopefully Siri's voice came on there and gave you the baseball lineup for tomorrow, uh, I know I'm actually off work tomorrow. All day, all night. Which one of these should I use for Amanda Narcissi? Uh, no. Home, email. Call her ass. Hey, Siri. Wake her up. Stop. Which one of these should I use for Amanda Narcissi? Hey, Call Siri, home. stop. There it Go is. Home, Siri, you're drunk. Um, but no. So we're, I'm off tomorrow, all day, all night. Awesome. I'm also going to be watching the Houston Open uh, for the PGA Tour. This is a warm-up to the Masters, which... Next weekend, uh, the first weekend in April, the is the Masters tournament. This tournament is the warm up to the Masters, uh, so I'll be watching this tournament. Uh, there's a lot of guys that aren't playing in this tournament, but whatevs. Um, Steve loves his golf. I do love my golf. I do. Uh, and baseball all day tomorrow. All day. All day. Oh man. And you know what I did today? I did my chores. I swept the carpets. I cleaned the kitchen. Um, you know what? I'll empty the cat box tomorrow. Mm. And I'll probably clean off like the dining room table and maybe do like the sink and the toilet and the bathroom. And I'll be good on my chores and I can watch baseball. You're ambitious, man. Well, no, no. I'm trying to figure out what I can do to get out of trouble. Yeah. Because if I just laid on the couch all day and watched baseball and Amanda came home, she's going to be like, really? Mm. So... I gotta do a few things, make it look like it wasn't just a horrible person all day. Mm. But also, baseball is a slow game. Yeah, right. You can definitely so scoop, I can, scoop catch it. So I can totally like have the game on, have a game on TV, and like you know, do litter box or like clean a table. I'm good. On that note, folks, we're done scooping cat shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Stella, Stella, <laughs> Stella. But, uh, alright, you guys have a good sports week. We're going to have a good sports week. And we'll be back at you next week with all the fun things that happened in sports. and Hockey, Final Four. Hockey, Final Four. Several Pirate Games. To yeah, so, yeah, yeah, several Pirate Games to see where they may or may not be. Riverhound Saturday against Penn or Harrisburg City Islanders, if that's your you know pleasure. Right. Um, Crystal Palace playing Liverpool this week. Big, uh, I think we should start a, maybe we should have a bet, like a bold sports versus like the Mark Madden show. Like, I really hate Liverpool. Uh, by the way, Kane's Bar in Dormont is a Liverpool it bar. It is a Liverpool bar. Um, yeah. I don't know since it got sold and it's under new ownership if it's still a Liverpool bar. But... <laughs> if they like, if they like those big plate glass windows... <laughs> <laughs> they better still be a Liverpool bar. 
I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to be on on the receiving end of any like scouser like we're not a Liverpool bar anymore kind of rage. Man, <laughs> soccer hooligans. Like these, this is this is a town like famous for its like labor riots. Like you don't tell these people they can't watch their team. <laughs> Even though it's really just a bunch of guys from the South Hills who pretend to be from Liverpool, but that's neither here nor there. They wear scarves and suits. They if do. you're wearing a scarf this weekend, like it's probably smart. But scarf season's about to be over. It is. So get it in while you hey. can, folks. Hey, I bought golf balls. All right. Steve's I'll, buying I'll... golf balls. Matt's planning on when he's going to wear a scarf. <laughs> it's typical schizophrenic early April weather in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and y'all enjoy that and enjoy your sports weekend. We'll be back at you next week with all the important things going on in Pittsburgh sports. Hey, Inns, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook, or boldpgh.com.